This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Um, so we have a Ramban. The Ramban uh, adds extremely um, salient points, both at the end of a, a Chumash, the beginning of a Chumash, Kedach of a Kodesh. So here he's explaining the transition, what is gracious and what is shmos. Gracious is the point of creation. Creating a world and all beings in the world. And the events that happen with the others, they are sort of a prototype, let's call it, for the descendants. Um, everything they did is sort of a drawing. To, to sort of hint at what's going to happen. Now, this is a, a, a yesod that he says in... This is a, a point, actually, in a sense, is drawn from Kabbalah in, in a very, very conceptual way, very essential way. And that is just like a person's own composition is mapped out in his genes, and his genes already have sort of um, the, the, so to speak, drawing of what the person will be. And yes, there might be changes here and there or whatever, but it's following a plan. The world is created, and this is one of the postulates of Kabbalah, that there is a plan first, and then an actualization, um, and a, a manifestation of that plan outward. Not any different than a person who draws, um, like an architect who makes drawings, and then a model, and then the actual building. That's the way the world is. So when it says there are only three others, a novice aleshlosha, we're not talking about there were three great people, you know, the titles reserved for them. We're talking about the quality of being a prototype. And that anything, the difference is, if my finger gets cut, it will not affect my children. It will not affect, uh, it can be healed, and it will not affect the rest of my body. If a genus cut, sliced, damaged, it will automatically affect my children. It is irreparable, unless obviously take out the gene and, and replace the gene, but, but that gene, the, the problems that gene causes are not irreparable, and they infect everything because they're part of the network itself of the prototype. So mice of this are extraordinarily significant in the sense that cholesterol will suffer any avarious, any shortcomings in the others will have to express themselves in the children because just like genes have to express themselves, so do others. The Achashish of so Sefer Beishis is the Yetzirah, the creation. Now we start a new, a new phase. Sefer Shmos deals with the first Golos in Geula, and that's why we start all over, we, 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 we um, re- reverse back 
to this to to the to the ayin nefashe the kanav mitzrayim because the story it's not a continuation of Bereshit per se it is the safe of Gaulus and Geula and therefore we start at the beginning of Gaulus of Yaakov coming down with his children Vihine it says Hagolus einenu nishlam adyoim shubam elmikoyim amazav oisav yeshuvu the end of the Gaulus is not leaving Mitzrayim the end of the Golas is going back to their place and to the status and stature of the patriarchs. <coughs> so when they left Mitzrayim, yes, they, 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 they left their, their, their environment where they were slaves, but they're still exiles because they were not in their place. When they came to Har Sinai, but also a Mishkan, they made the Mishkan, and a Kaddish Baruch who then brought back the Shechina, that's when they returned to to um, to the stature of what the others were like. Um, you had the the Pchina of Shechina that was that dwelled amongst them, and that's when they considered redeemed people. And that's why the Sefer Shmois finishes with the Nyan and Mishkan, and that the Shechin is there always. Ramon is saying here something extraordinary in two ways. There are two possible places Shmois could have finished. It could have finished with leaving Mitzrayim, that's one place, and that would have finished kind of with Beshalach. It could have finished with Sefer Yeshua, them coming to Israel. Ramban is telling us that Geula for Klal Yisrael means a return to their Ruchnistic stature. Leaving Mitzrayim in itself is not a redemption it's it just it it rather the redemption is living in a um, in a, in, in, a, in a, with a, a connection and a union with Hakadosh Baruch Hu that is of the Madrega of the Mishkan. That is um, that is the Madrega Kali Yisrael as who they really are. Now Eretz Yisrael in itself. The mile of Eretz Yisrael is, it's a place where you could have a permanent Mishkan. The Mishkan is, 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 is really a traveling model, quote-unquote. It's not meant to be a permanent way. So the Eretz the, Yisrael the is the, the, the making, the, the cre- taking that situation of being with Ashras Hashchina and making it a permanent feature of Kali Yisrael. But Eretz Yisrael in itself is not necessary or it's not, it's not the appropriate parameter of Geula. The appropriate parameter of Geula is Mishka, Ashras HaShchina. And Yisrael happens to be a place where that can happen in a permanent way. It can't happen in a Midbar. A Midbar is not a place. It can't happen with a Mishkan. A Mishkan is a, is a, is a temporary type of... Um, it's a temporary type of uh, Ashras HaShchina. That's just, just the nature of, of its Ruchnias. But the, the Beis HaMikdash is a permanent Mishkan. 
So once we obtain the Mishkan, we can say, okay, at this point, we've gone back <coughs> to where we started from. It's an important element of our Ashkafa, that it's Israel, the Zionism, and so on. Um, we, we really see Kalal Yisrael's, the perspective that we see Kalal Yisrael in, in its glory and not its glory is its internal moral and spiritual development. And to be free from other nations and not have any of that is not the real Geula. But when we have it in, in its strength and so on, even if we're in Eretzhamim, it's not, th- th- we're not missing the key ingredient. And that's why um, it, Zionism in all of its phases, wh- wh- whether it's religious or very religious or unreligious or anti-religious, th- th- the main issue was ha- where do we put the um, emphasis of what Kleisel is? Rabbanya says, Klal Yisrael is a nation that lives together with Hashem in a way that Hashem's Hashchina is, is the picture of it. That it's Hashem's Hashchina. It's true that we are told that it's the only place it could happen. So our yearning for Hashem is as a place where it could possibly happen. Okay, the next one is a Sfarnu. It says that she saw that Moshe was Tov, Kitovu. Now the question is, what exactly is that tov? How did she see that it's tov? So Chazal say that the, the room filled up with light and so on. Yafe, Kim, Yafe, he says. It means he was good looking. Kimoy kitov was heino. Rasohu Yafe Yosem She saw a child that was a lot handsomer than what one was used to. And she felt that there was a reason for it. There's something about Yofi that does kind of display a good tochen and so on. Let's take it at a few levels and just, just understand a little bit. Um, Yofi in the Bria... I mean, you can look at it in different ways. You can you can put the apple before the you put the the horse before the cart, the cart before the horse. Um, the, the, if I see a person, he looks good. I usually mean looks healthy, robust, full of life, etc. Whereas somebody doesn't look well, looks sickly. It, it, the color of the skin, a type of color that that sort of conveys health, um, robustness and everything else is seen as being um, handsome, good-looking, tall, strong, etc., um, symmetrical. Yofi is meant at be- at it's meant to, design, to um, convey a, a, a measure of what's inside. Let's take something simpler. An apple. When an apple is ready and ripe to eat, its color is very attractive. Now, people will say it's the other way around. It's, we've gotten, we've got to associate specific colors with specific, um, with specific levels of, of how delicious it is to eat, but l- let's leave it at it simple, that the color is something that sort of projects some of its inner health and so on. So she said, if I, if I have this child who seems to be above and beyond average in terms of his his appearance, there must be a tachlis behind it. 
Now it's Bederakol HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given Yofi as a projection of Teichen. Yes? Really, there's a, there's a Gemara in Tanis which talks about how if certain Tanaim or Amorim were were right. uglier, so to speak, then they would have been greater people. They would have learned more. Had they been, had they been learned. Exactly. Okay. Now, Yofi itself <coughs> is, like everything else, Yofi itself is actually one of the the great divides between Tov and Ra. So, Tov, we expect a certain sense of Yofi. Yofi can also be terribly misleading, um, it, it, in, and, and, it's, and it presents its challenges. For instance, let's say somebody has very little chain, very little yofi, and he has to succeed. He's going to succeed by honest hard work. He's going to have to really work hard and show so that when somebody's hiring, even though he's a person presents no attraction, but boy, this guy knows his stuff and he does his work and he's fantastic, and that's what I want. On the other hand, somebody who has Yofi, somebody who can get away with his looks, slows off, becomes infatuated with himself, becomes kind of haughty, and it many times presents an obstacle. So the Gemara there says that um, it, it, in the natural course of events, uh, it presents a great challenge. The person who's playing tends to focus on himself and so on. Uh, it's, it, it, and, you know, tends to it intends to, to work hard at it, as opposed to the person who's not. That's what the Gemara means. Okay. The next one is a Rambam Mornavuchim, and he's addressing <coughs> the point over here that um, it says the um, Moshe, the first thing we told of Moshe Rabbein, our first story is, well, the first story actually is where he saves um, the B'nai's Yisrael. And now he sees a Mitzri hitting the Yisrael, and he um, and he kills the Mitzri. Then he sees two Jews fighting, and he remonstrates them, and so on. Well, these are the first three stories of Moshe Rabbeinu. What's going on? So Rambam says, "A Madrega Rishona, Tchilas Madregas Anivua. The first Madrega to Nivua, she Lavele Ish Ezelikim." Sarvamam says the first step towards Navua is sometimes a person is inspired by some sort of divine inspiration to do something extraordinarily important. Saving people from enemies, saving somebody important, doing good to a lot of people, and a person all of a sudden feels himself filled with a spirit and uh, to do it. And that's called Ruach Hashem. A person who has this type of inspiration, there's a, there's a variety of phrases, of idioms, that convey that. Ruach Hashem lofshes hamosah, and so on. V'zoisi madrega shakti kulam. This was the madrega of all the leaders of Kali Yisrael. Asher nemebem ala klal, it says, V'chi heikim Hashem lem shayftim, v'hoi Hashem ha-shayfit v'shim. 
are the shaitum of people who were inspired, rose up to do great actions. This is anyone who was anointed by so not many Mashiachs, it means Melachim and so on. By Shimshin it says, and by Shol it says, by Amosa it says, and so on. So, so these are all types of inspirations that a person is uplifted and a person is um, able to, um, a person does things that are above and beyond. Vidai says, um, this is um, this was the thing that affected Moshe. Um, that Moshe was um, moved to kill the Mitzri and to stop the evil of two people fighting each other. This attitude who drove him to Midian and in Midian when he saw the girls being picked on by, by the other people that he stood up for them. In other words, he was possessed by a sense of justice and the Ruchnius and he went ahead to do it. And, and this was the Ruach Hashem that went with him. Um, he says, and this Ruach brings a person to, um, to help the downtrodden um, and, and so on. In other words, that's the type of thing that inspires a person to do. Just like not everyone who sees a true dream is a Navi, so he says like this, it's not, not everyone who does this. You know, we can't say that anyone who's done a good thing or stood up or has risen up and so on is a great person and is on the way to becoming a Navi. In retrospect, we can say that um, In other words, you can say, looking back, this was the first step. It's an appropriate first step to godless, but not, it's just like a certain terrible illness might start with temperature, and when you look back and say, oh, it's when he, it's, it's when he had a temperature, that's when it started, but now everyone has temperature is, gets ill, so it's an appropriate thing to say, the Torah starts, Moshe Rabbeinu saw people doing evil, stuck his neck out, stopped them, stood up for them, continued the story, and this was the beginning of his godless. That's appropriate. But the flip side of it is that um, not everyone who does these things is automatically destined for godless. Next was Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar. 
כי אף על פי שהגיע הקץ כבר, לא יהיו ראויים לגאולו. אלא מרוב שצורך על השם מן העבודה כאילו תפילוסו. אצל דבר פאוס לא זוכר כמן עבודה. So he says, there are two elements in play, and the tefillah is the third element. One element is that the time had come for the gula. The second element was they obviously were not royal for the gula. And the third element, the piece of the puzzle, was that tefillah helped overcome it. It helps us understand the different... Uh, what's the right word for it? The, 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 the different interactions. It, it, we have to fill a help. Well, it's part of a bigger picture. Um, there are other pieces that have to fall into place. There sometimes is a Zman Fagula. So if a Zman Fagula came, what do I need that fill for? The answer is because we may not be worthy of Gula. And Tfilla takes the place of that. The reason, how does it take the place for that? So w- you can say that fill itself makes you deserve it a bit, the fact that you mock it, and so on and so forth. Or you can say a little bit differently. The reason why Kaddish Baruch doesn't do things gritty and give us things that we don't really deserve is because um, because what's the point of it? We need, we need to, it's, it's part of relationship with Kaddish Baruch and we need to feel that we earned it. When we're being mispalel, we're being makir, it's coming from HaKadosh Baruch and not because we deserve it. And that gives us, um, and, and that <coughs> gives us a, 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 another angle how to be a In other words, let's say I'm giving my kids stuff. And I like them to earn whatever it is. And I don't like to take things for granted. They have to do X, Y, or Z. Fine. That I understand. But now the question is, um, but let's say my kid comes and says, no, I really know I don't deserve it. And, and I'm asking you personally because I need it so much and it's so important for me, could you help me? That will be the deciding factor because, okay, so now I have another framework how to give it to him. He's recognizing he doesn't deserve it. He's recognizing that's going to be matas chinam. He's, he's being macular in it. So, so, so that's fine also. It's not going to go down the tubes as just an entitlement that he gets for granted. So tefillah allows us to receive matas chinam even when we don't necessarily deserve that. That's the angle of tefillah over here. Um, let's see another piece on filler. We have another two Urbana Bahayas over here. This is a problem in our voter, Ranhois, our voter, Vatasas, or Kim in our voter. Lilametcha, Saint Philosopher Adam Schleimer, Kaoisis and Sartor Sarva Dochak. She Yosem Grossel from Espar. It teaches us that the best filler is, there is no filler more powerful than a person that's really suffering. There's a very cute fertile uh, vart about it says that the Kohen Gadol used to be mispallow onion kippa in the Kodesh Kodashim for rain. But he was scared maybe somebody traveling in the winter and a big rain comes he's going to be mispallow that it should stop. So he's mispallow that a Kodesh should not be makabal the tefillah over Yedrachim. That's part of his tefillah. So the note is I don't understand something. We're talking about the Kohen Gadol Anyan Kippur in the Kodesh Kadoshim, he's being mispowered. Now, in the Kodesh Kadoshim, he's coming out, he's being mispowered to be vain. And some yokel is traveling someplace, uh, who knows where, is being mispowered that should stop raining. Like, h- how do we compare the two tefillas? Like, like, why would I think that he would stop it? Why do we need a tefillah, an anti-tefillah tefillah? 
And the Welt says, because it's wonderful, it's a very high madrigal, it's a god on your kip and kashirashim. But the sincerity of the guy who's being trenched is greater because he's there and he's living through it, whereas the kind of is kind of theoretical still. He's, he's still based on big distance. He's not farming the land and so on. In other words, a person who's living through a difficult tkufa, the tefill is sincere. It's real. Um, Rev. Reingold always says, oh, from, in, from I think it was of Heim Stein, Heim Hattels, used to say that in Europe, the, the people were, were in such difficult straits, so dire, so dire, everything was so difficult, that you just needed to press on the smallest thing and there'd be tears and tefillahs coming out. I mean, Baruch Hashem today, we're in a world that doesn't have so many issues, and you know, so, so many immediate issues, so we have a harder time summoning up that. So, and then it brings Pesukim, it says, by Yonah Novi, it says, Hashem zachati. When I felt faint, when I <coughs> felt I was going to die, I, I remember and that's when my tefillah reached the Hei Kachecha. Hei The Novi is, is basically telling you, The tefillah that comes from a real Tsar and, 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 and sort of, uh, when all is over, kind of, so, so the, the power of tefillah comes from really the power of the person's sense of need and so on. Uh, one more piece. The Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar says another, another nekuda that we learn from this tefillah Indian. The it's totally the gula is totally in tshuva and in tefillah. Really talking about the gula sida. Correct. Now we're learning from here just like over there. It says in the Pasuk, it's the Tfilah that did it. Um, it's called the Bolem Agrel Miyat. Valkain Soma, I'm sorry. Kikain Begulus Mitzrayim Chozov Etshuv Espala Shem Anem Sora. It's called the Vosem Bolem Agrel Miyat. Valkain Soma Chloi Umoisha. Lirmois Kibiyas Hagoyal Tliya Betshuv Etshuv So, so Tfilah is an important element, a very critical element in Gula. And this is telling us for the future, Gulas, that this is what's going to have to be. So we have actually three points that we're trying to bring out here from this tefillah of engulfment time. First, tefillah helps you even when other factors alone would not have been enough. Secondly, that the type of tefillah that comes when a person is really in dire need is extraordinarily powerful. And third of all, lechatchila you need tefillah. In other words, um, sometimes what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is trying to get out of the Golas is to force us to reconnect with Tefillah. And that reconnection itself is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. It's not only if you don't deserve it, but like, like, the, like we saw in the, in the, in the uh, Sfarnu, but rather it's something that... It, I'm sorry, the first time I made a but rather it's something which is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants out of the Golas that we should reach out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu through Tefillah. Yeah. The Rabbeinu Bahai here also talks about tshuva. Where does he see this tshuva here? Um, I don't think there's a mafurish, uh, there's anything mafurish here. But I think the tefillah is probably an expression that turned back to Baruch Hu. Okay.